Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And even though I hate it, I am better at anime than anybody else. <laughs> I'm Sean Rollins. <laughs> I'm Remington Chase. What does it mean to be better at anime? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, God. It's rare when a pre-banter hits me so hard that it goes into the main episode. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay, we're fine. Ah. Uh, we're good. If you're a patron, you understand. If you're not a patron, we still love you. We still love and appreciate you. But hey, for $2, you can know what we're talking about. Uh, we're not shameless. Uh, <laughs> all right, but, but all right. So we, we've opened up the episode by shilling, which is always a great sign. Hey, I mean, there are, <laughs> there are some podcasts out there, man, that the first five minutes of their episodes is what we do at the end of the episode. And then they do it again at the end of their episode. So I feel like I feel like we're entitled to 30 seconds of a little bit of self-indulgent comedic shilling. <laughs> but but I mean, nobody came here to listen to us shill for a podcast they're already listening to. Uh, nobody wants to hear how on Apple Podcasts, Tia Fofia said that, so this is by far my favorite podcast I've ever listened to. Uh, no, nobody wants to hear stuff like uh, 3AM Pizza Rolls saying that they instantly fell in love and that Sean and Remington are both kings. N nobody wants to hear that Goku Uzumaki from One Bleach says that they really love this podcast. Nobody wants to hear those types no, no, no. That that would be that would be shameless and just bad <laughs> podcasting. Nobody would ever tune into that. And like if this is somebody's really first poor, episode, poor four. could you imagine if this was somebody's first episode, Rem? First episode of a podcast. Shut up, yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that whatever you have set up for this week, it's not like the most popular thing. It's like here's this weird obscure thing so that like nobody only listens. Our listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god well uh about that rap <laughs> it, oh god it's not exactly uh, obscure uh i will say that all right well what, what are we doing this week sean last week we we had our our anniversary celebration uh this i i believe this is our last episode for february this is how we're yep rounding february out yep and uh i have something um well, before we can get into the anime, uh, I am required to ask you a very specific question before we get into it. Oh, a specific qu I like my questions nice and specific. Yeah, uh, and it's not a question you're used to being asked, Rem, so I understand if it'll take you a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, I mean, we talk a lot about moral quandaries on this podcast. You know, we discuss the, uh, the inherent morality of different characters and shows or the shows in and of themselves. <laughs> Am I about to get a trolley problem? Oh, well, not not quite that extreme. We're not gonna we're not gonna you know dour the mood with the uh, do I kill one person or do I kill a whole family of people? You know, it's it, nobody wants to make that kind of decision. Just kind of like how nobody really wants to go grocery shopping. You know, but you gotta gotta. 
because you got to eat. You yeah, know, of course. They're of course. very similar situations overall, uh, especially if you're talking Promise Neverland rules, uh, which is what we covered last week. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah. the, the question I'm asking is something that people have been asking me to ask you for a long ass time. Uh, but Rem, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? <laughs> Um, all right. I have I have some things to say, but first I'm going to answer the question. Yes. Uh, the first thing, uh, so answering the question is, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Um, don't be creepy about it, first of all. Right. Uh, I, I imagine it's like any other environment. One, it depends if they're working in the dungeon. Like, if, if that's their place of business, <laughs> then I, like, if, if they're, if they're like a goblin queen or something. Oh my God. Probably don't try to pick up. I was about to say goblin. goblin. queen. I was about to say goblin. <laughs> Well, I was like, oh no. <laughs> probably don't. don't she, she's doing her job. She's busy. Like, there's some exceptions, but it's probably not it. Uh, meanwhile, if it's if it's the equivalent of like, oh, you're exploring, like as if you were hiking on a mountain, you run into somebody and like you connect, uh, then sure. As, but it, like, it should happen naturally. Like if someone is doing their own thing in a dungeon, if they're grinding for experience, right? And, and you show up and you're like, hey, Mm, you, you, that's like interrupting a workout. Like, uh, you, you don't it, do It's that. not really cool. Yeah, you, you don't hit yeah, on people at like, the gym. It, you, it's, it's just uncalled for. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say uh, probably not, though th- there are a few exceptions. Okay, okay. You know, I am going to follow this up, Sean. Yes. With saying, I know the anime we're doing. <laughs> 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 and I know the anime we are doing for one simple reason. Uh, and it's, I can't remember what show... I was watching, right? Right. But, or on what platform? It, it was something for the podcast, but it had unskippable ads. Maybe it was on, it might've been on Crunchyroll and I couldn't use your account because normally, uh, for, for the people listening, I usually use Sean's account because I'm a fucking scrub. Uh, but I, I wasn't using your account on this day, I believe, uh, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I think I was on a different computer and didn't want to type it in. And so advertisements showed up. And an advertisement that shows up every fucking time, like some of them switch out. One that never switches out. Like this apparently is the most marketed anime on Crunchyroll, I swear to fucking God. Or at least it was when I was watching whatever anime I was watching at this time. Uh, Is the one about like picking up girls in a dungeon or whatever the fuck. Uh, And it was like a weird dub in the advertisement. And I saw the same like line again and again. <laughs> so I, th- it, it's one that I, I wouldn't say I have background knowledge of, but I have seen the same two clips of repeatedly. So you already have a background in hating it. Uh, yeah, I, let me put it this way. I already know where this is going to fall. Let, uh, in the advertisement, they made damn sure to include a boob jiggle. So I, <laughs> uh, it seems... Like, it's just going to be some, like, Konosuba bullshit. Oh, uh, ooh, oof. Okay, that's that that that's a controversial statement right there, mate. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Konosuba good now? Oh. No, not for me. Not for me, it ain't. Uh, but... Well, there's the controversy. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting this to be a fairly controversial, like, controversy-less show uh, in particular. Uh, aside from, of course, the controversy of you wanting to murder me, uh, which happens on a regular basis. But, uh, but no, no, there it is. You got to go ripping into 
Kong no Suba again. Uh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I get a spoil. I don't, whatever you were planning, uh, I, I already know what's coming. I already know it's going to be bad. I know it's going to be awful. I have no idea. Um, it has to be popular with considering how hard Crunchyroll was marketing it because they were going hard well, into it. Uh, let me tell you about it. So is it a Crunchyroll original? Is that why no, they, no, they were no, doing no, it no, so no. hard? No, 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 Oh no. God, they were paid some big fucking money. Yeah, no. Uh, well, a little bit of an explanation to that is the studio is JC staff. Oh, but of course. Uh, and JC staff, uh, they have their fingers in a lot of pies, which means that they have a lot of money to throw at things like advertising. And this show weirdly got really popular when it first came out. But universally, you say weirdly. It seems it seems like just the the standard fantasy harem bullshit. Like it's yeah. It is the winning formula. If you make a fantasy harem anime, you get money. Well, weirdly, the thing that made it stand out the most was one of the female characters. Uh, because there oh, were oh okay. The, this anime actually sparked physics debates. Um, uh, is it is it the physics of of boob jiggling? Not quite. Not quite. I'm I'm surprised already. I mean, it's it's boob adjacent. Uh, <laughs> it's boob adjacent. Uh, well, yeah, it, it, it's a uh, supine to the boob. I suppose you could say. <laughs> uh, supine to the boob. That that's actually uh, our indie rock band. <laughs> Move over, bare naked ladies. We're coming to take your throne. <laughs> With supine to the boob. <laughs> No, uh, weirdly enough, so just, I was going to mention this later, but since it came up naturally in conversation, uh, the main heroine of this uh, has a very unique outfit, and on her outfit she has a ribbon uh, that wraps around the outside of her arms and underneath her chest. And that just doesn't work physics-wise with a lot of the movements she does. So people have been trying to figure out how the fuck that's been working for a while, and if it's even. I'm, possible. I'm struggling to even like visualize. Oh, don't what what, the you'll fuck see. When you see it, you'll understand. <laughs> I'll see. All right. Cool. It's cool. hard to okay. not see it. There's a lot of focus in the camera work drawn to that specific area. Uh, but <laughs> no, Rem. The anime we are talking about today is, in fact, uh, uh, Dungeon ni Dei wo Moto Meru no wa Machigateru Daroka, which I horribly butchered that, but that's fine. Uh, or uh, as it's known, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in the dungeon? That is the full title. Uh, no. Don Machi for short. Don Machi. Yep, easy enough to remember. Uh, and guess what? Light novel adaptation. Uh, never would have guessed, would you? Oh yeah, with, with a title like that, I am absolutely floored. <laughs> uh, and it it was an interesting series to say the least. Uh, simply due to the fact that. For whatever reason, cultural osmosis uh, seems to make everybody think, hey, this is an isekai. It's not. No, it's just fantasy. Yeah, to be pe- fair, I, I would argue that a, a very significant chunk of isekai aren't really isekai. Uh, they're like isekai for the first episode. And then don't worry about it. Like they are isekai to have an excuse to for an exposition dump about the world, and that is the only relevance of it being an isekai as opposed to a fantasy. That doesn't apply to all, but it applies to a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like if you have an actually interesting, compelling fantasy world and you explain the world building naturally through uh, cohesive means that you don't really need that excuse. Uh, but what do I know? Uh, I just... Are, are you telling me... Are you telling me that Lord of the Rings wouldn't be better if Frodo began life as a regular 21-year-old uh, cashier in America before very suddenly, after picking up the Silmarillion, getting transported into a hobbit, 
where then immediately Samwise would say, Ah, yes, here you are. You are now a hobbit and we are going after the ring. Here's the backstory of the ring. Here's this world. Oh, we're going to Mordor. That's Gandalf, by the way. Are you saying this wouldn't be compelling? I think Tolkien is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> I'm certainly that, rolling that in mine. That great Lord of the Rings isekai. Yeah, no, and your Samwise Gamgee was spot on. Like, I, I, I thought you were actually Sean Astin for a moment. <laughs> hey, Frodo! Oh, no! <laughs> it's always Joey! <laughs> Frodo, we gotta get the ring to Mount Doom! We can't keep doing it. It's not funny. <laughs> We're the only ones that laugh at that. I, I adore Joey, Joey Wheeler, Wheeler and as it. the universal impression. <laughs> like any impression that you are attempting to do, just slot in Joey Wheeler for that impression, and it'll be comedy gold. Look, one hundred percent. I'm just picturing Joey Wheeler in all of these great fantasy stories. Just Joey Wheeler in places he shouldn't be. That should be a whole genre. I feel. <laughs> I would adore this. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about Joey Wheeler. Uh, we're here to talk about Don Machi. Uh, but yeah, it's a fantasy series. Uh, pure fantasy. Found the, found the girl in the dungeon, Yugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done with inappropriate Joey Wheeler. I'm done. For this half of the episode, at least. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, don't get me wrong. When I've seen some of this anime and my soul is crushed, the only thing that's keep, that will keep me afloat is inappropriate Joey Wheeler. So expect him to make a return in part two of the episode. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. As you were saying, Sean. So the basic premise is this. Uh, it's a full fantasy story. Uh, it first aired in 2015. Uh, so the fact that you're seeing advertisements for it to this day uh, says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, recently. The I don't know. Wait, wait, maybe, maybe, wait. What is there just another season of it? I mean, yeah, the third on? season just barely aired, if I remember correctly. You may, okay, then maybe it was advertisement specifically for that, but it's all the fucking same to me, so. Yeah, that, nope, it, 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 it tracks. It tracks, don't worry. You're, you're not too uh, far off base this time around. Uh, but no, uh, and our, it is the story of our main character, uh, Belle Cranell. Bell Crano. Yep, Bell, the manliest Good of character Bell. names. Yeah. Uh, he... All right. So when when do we meet Gaston? <laughs> Yokes! I'm as large as a partridge after all these eggs. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I'm sorry. What is wrong? This is a bad episode. This, this is, is the a bad worst. episode. Ah, uh, Dylan, you're gonna have to do some major editing. This episode is fifty. This episode is fifty percent. Whatever the fuck anime we're actually talking about, fifty percent bad shilling and inappropriate Joey Wheeler. Oh God, I'm just gonna get through it before you start making more <laughs> god awful jokes. Uh, and the easiest way to do that is just to read the synopsis word for word. Uh, Go for it. All right. Life in the bustling city of Orario is never dull, especially for Belcranel, a naive young man who hopes to become the greatest adventurer in the land. Uh, pretty easy to start off there. Uh, yeah. And uh, the thing about One this question. One uh, question. Yes. Are his parents alive? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> fuck no. Are you kidding me? Check. Come on. <laughs> This is a fantasy story. You can't have living parents at a fantasy story. And if you do, we got some bad news for you. They ain't going to be living for much longer. It's true. Uh, the best you can get is like sickly and dying. Yeah. Or like taken away and captured. Or sometimes you can get like the villain. Yeah. 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 Like mom, mommy's bad or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, no, no. Uh, in this world, uh, the gods and goddesses 
uh, are on the same plane of existence as uh, the normal humans and adventurers. Okay. Uh, and there is a giant dungeon in the center of this uh, tower filled with monsters and treasure abound. And uh, the whole economy of this uh, land is based around going into that dungeon and getting the cool shit and getting out and trying to get as deep as possible to get all the cool rare stuff as well as all of the finding the mysteries of the dungeons out and whatnot. Uh, but the, god- yeah, sure, the gods and uh, goddesses themselves cannot go into it. So what they do is they form familias uh, to uh, hire adventurers essentially and send them in to do all of the uh, hard work okay so uh, honestly not a bad premise overall and uh pretty straightforward yeah and our story revolves around bell and uh his chance encounter with a with a goddess who does not have a familia uh that would be hestia Uh, oh oh, okay is it like greek hestia like actually it's it's like gods from just about every pantheon it seems okay cool i I dig it i i like yeah I, I'm a big fan of mythology and world religions, so yeah. that is my shit. Yeah, uh, tell me, what do you know about Hestia, the goddess? Uh, she, she's one of the underrated, uh, goddesses, where it's like, she's important enough where if you're making a broad pantheon, she'll be mentioned, but mm-hmm. she also is like the first one to be excluded. Uh, she's, she's the hearth goddess. Um, yep. So, yeah, she she's, like, part of the main crew, but, like, the last one on the main crew. Yeah, specifically, she her domains are over the uh, hearth uh, domestic... Uh, ugh, domesticity? Oh, that's a hard word. Domesticity. <laughs> domesticity. Yeah, whatever. Domesticity. Domesticity. Thank I, you. <laughs> ah, words, English. Uh, the family, home, and the state. You know, it, basically just a very humble goddess, if there is such a thing. She She's, like, the chill version of... Uh, why, why am I blanking on it right now? Uh, one sec, let me do a quick Google. Ah, cheating, I see. Yes. Hephaestus. Yeah, she's she's the chill version of Hephaestus. Both of them like their fire, but for very different purposes. Very much so. Uh, and uh, one is not, you know, one is a lovely virgin goddess. The other one is a giant uh, man. <laughs> like a giant blacksmith man that is very powerful. With, with a bum leg and who's, who's bone and Aphrodite. Hell of a life. Uh, to be fair, who isn't? Uh... <laughs> yeah, but he he's the one who's like married to her, so he's he's the one who he, he's got the he's got the papers. Uh, he's got the paperwork. He yeah he he's got he gets got the paperwork. Uh, but as we all know, Hephaestus is the ultimate Greek cuck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, poor guy. Poor guy. I don't know. Maybe he likes it. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know Hephaestus personally. Maybe he gets off on it. I'll let him live his own yeah, sexual life. We're not ones to judge uh, Hephaestus for uh, their uh, particular flavor. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Hestia. What is this episode? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, but Hestia comes across Bell and invites him to be a member of her familia because she is, since she is, you know, kind of a lower class goddess, she never really had anybody that wanted to join her because, you know, what what good are her blessings in particular in comparison to things like Loki, Hephaestus, uh, Hera, Zeus, you know, all these huge big name gods and you just got little little Hestia. Uh, and I, I suppose, yeah, sure. Yeah, look, man, when you got to humanize the gods, some of the gods have to obviously be much lesser. Uh, <laughs> and the show is essentially just Belle going into this dungeon, uh, nearly dying and getting rescued by a badass night lady uh, who he okay. immediately falls in love with and... And uh, is spending the rest of the series. Oh, God, he's a simp. Oh, 100%. Trying to get stronger so that he can hopefully stand by her side and not be saved by her. 
to be the hero that is cool enough to save people from the dungeon and, you know, be the hero and adventurer he's always wanted to be. Uh, you know, at least, at least this is being more overt of being like, I'm doing this to get the woman as opposed to like, oh yes, this is totally just an adventure tale and not just a horny power fantasy. It's like, oh yes, the goal is for him to live out his own horny power fantasy. Yes. And that is... It's not great, but it's honest. Yeah, it, it knows what it is, and it doesn't try to be coy about it. Uh, and that's basically the show, and oh my god, you're shitting me. Uh, what? So I just clicked on the character profile on Mal for uh, the the quote-unquote love interest, the badass knight, uh, Ice Wallenstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. And okay. uh, the first bit of information on her... Uh, Arth. Is it her breast size? Uh, three numbers. Uh, 86, 54, 75. God damn it. Yep. I, I hate you all. Uh, I... <laughs> Weaves, you're, you're making, you're making Rem lose faith in you. You're making Rem lose faith in you. That, that's information for the bottom of the wiki, damn it. Or like in the stat block, not in Rem Those, Lee those and... are supplementary trivia details, not the core of the fucking character. No. Like, yeah, no, because it's literally, it's her three measurements, her likes, and then uh, she's also known as the Sword Princess and is a first-class adventure and key member of the Loki familia. Uh, I feel like that should have been first. Then you can... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the order of operations here is a bit fucked. Yeah. But overall, Rem, it's a pretty straightforward show. It knows what it is, and it just tries to revel in its simplicity and its, uh, well, its horniness. But hey, uh, you can't get away from the horniness. Uh, and a lot of people really like and enjoy Hestia. So that's part of the things that people generally remember about this show is Hestia. Uh, and Hestia is the one with the uh, very concerning ribbon. And you'll you'll have to tell me if you can figure out how that ribbon works because I've been trying to figure it out for like six years now and it just doesn't make sense to me. All right, well, well don't worry, Sean. I'm obviously very qualified with my uh, extreme abundance of physics experience. And so I will be able to provide the answers you seek. Perfect. Now then, without further ado, Rem, let's jump into some Don Machi. Hey, y'all. In an effort to reduce the number of threatening legal emails we get from both anime studios and music rights holders, we will no longer be including a section from the song's opening or ending song. And we're going to be replacing it with a song specifically commissioned for our use. In the meantime, here's a fun sound effect to signify the passing of time between parts one and two of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the hit 2015 anime, Is It Wrong to Try and Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, or otherwise known as Don Machi. And Rem, how wrong do you feel it is now? You know, Sean, um, yeah. so uh, with, with, with any type of isekai-style show, um, and... It's not an isekai, but go I, on. I know this is not an isekai, but also it's definitely an isekai. Uh, I, I have been known for claiming that they're all basically the same. It's all a power fantasy in a gamified magical fantasy world. You get a bunch of girls who, who want to fuck the protagonist for no discernible reason. You have terrible writing and relationships. The pacing is all over the place. Any stakes are entirely negligible. No problems are even that real. Uh, and that overall it's poorly thought out. And the only reason that they're popular is that, is that people like to imagine that they are a part of this world, right? I've, I've gone on the record repeatedly establishing those facts. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I am uh, surprised and happy to tell you that uh, Don Machi over here, uh, a little bit subversive, a little bit subversive, uh, surprised me. Really? Uh, yes, because uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? It, it's a, a power fantasy in a gamified magical fantasy world where all girls like the protagonist for no discernible re- reason with bad writing, terrible relationships, awful pacing, uh, and, and not much quality. But the protagonist isn't edgy. Instead, he's a little timid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an interesting way of calling him a little bitch, but that's fair. <laughs> he puts the bitch in bland bitch protagonist. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so it's going to be one of those kinds of episodes if, if anybody was expecting anything different. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, we, we understand that this is trashy show, but maybe Rem will find something enjoyable about it. That's that's what a lot of our recommendation emails say. Well, uh, let, you know, you know, Sean, there are two, two decent things? I want to say two. Um, we'll, we'll get to them. Uh, so, And I assume you're not talking about the things on, uh, on Hestia when you're talking about the two things. Yeah, no, def- I'm, I'm not talking about those two things. Well, we will we will get to those two things, Sean. Oh, good, uh, I can't we wait. We start out the show with, with some good old godly lore, right? Some backstory. Why are all the gods on Earth? Because... Uh, all of them were bored. They, they, they th- that's it. They, they were just feeling a bit bored. All of them, every single one. That's it. Uh, and, and so they decided to go to Earth, where some of them have part-time retail jobs. Because you know, anytime you're looking for excitement in your life, escape your heavenly pleasures and go work retail. <laughs> uh, so then, then we get to our protagonist, Bell. And he's being attacked by a minotaur, and he's completely over his head. Uh, Fortunately, he's saved by a girl. And immediately, he's like, oh my god, I love her, and I must be with her. Uh, He he chats with, he goes back, chats with one of his friends. Uh, It's a nerdy girl who, well, don't don't you worry, is a part of the harem. Um, Not yet, but like in two episodes or something. (laughs) Um, and he's like, hey, the girl I'm in love with. And she's like, oh, she's super powerful. You would need to become much more powerful to be on her level. Uh, so he goes home uh, to Hestia, right? And right. I did not... So Hestia yes. is often presented in, in some specific ways in Greek mythology, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they did a very faithful adaptation. Quite quite, quite modest, uh, domestic, right? Representing home and comfort in, in a lot of ways. Um, so I was not anticipating, as the show so lovingly calls her multiple times, Lolly with the big tits. And <laughs> that that so that was jarring, let me say. Uh just a bit jarring. But okay, that is a decision. Um so he he gets home and she's like, "All right, well, time to just check on your stats and bullshit." So she looks on his back, does some magic. Uh the magic that she's doing, I should mention, has a HUD. It has a gaming HUD for the magic, and there are literal stats because they don't know how to do fantasy worlds without literally having gamified stats, 
Why? Why is this all? So yeah, th this is like the reason why I deny the fact that you you can deny that it's an isekai. It is an isekai that just doesn't show us anything outside of the game. That's that's what this is, okay? Uh, by definition, this, Remington. All. By definition, that can't be an isekai because very clearly he was born in this world. Oh, of course. It's... I don't know why every single fucking anime needs to make this choice. It's all the same. Like, do, do any of them think, oh, let's change it up a bit? No, because they're just like, let's get some fucking money. And then they do. And that's the fucking story. Uh, it's very unfortunate. Uh, in the morning, we get some some uh, lore about, uh, about Belle's granddad, right? Where Belle's granddad, we hear his voice speaking from beyond the grave, telling Bell, uh, like, one of his last messages, life lessons, being like, the real reward of adventuring is getting some pussy. Uh, which, you know, uh, <laughs> granddad, oh, I know... <laughs> I killed Sean. <laughs> granddad oh, has murdered Sean with his desire for pussy. I... Ow. I fell off my stool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave that in, Dylan. I'll be a laughing stock. Oh, it's too good of a moment to to leave out, Sean. Uh, so yeah, Granddad has quite quite the opinion of of the world. Uh, we have Bell. He goes on an adventure, right? Um, and then it's seen that on his adventure, oh my God, he just got so much experience because he has a special skill that just gives him a billion experience no matter what he does. Because the rule of Isekai, we can't have a character be underpowered or normal powered. They have to be overpowered and they have to be overpowered by episode two. Those are the rules. That's how it goes. I mean, ReZero, the fellow wasn't overpowered because, I, I, you know, his power is literally uh, dying horribly. <laughs> yeah, they, and it's one of the few that makes it work. Like, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You just like watching ReZero, people not die. perfect. I can appreciate some death. It adds some stakes to things. Like, oh, oh, am I really worried about Bell when he's later on chased by a monkey? No, I don't, the monkey's obviously not going to kill Bell. There's no worry. There's no stakes. Uh, but we'll get to the monkey. Uh, for now, we 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 see that Bell go after his experience jump. He goes and visits uh, the fertility tavern with maids and cat girls uh, because, of course, uh, in there we see um, we see Loki's familia, which is more of a harem than anything. Uh, there's there's a couple dudes, but it's mostly women. Uh, and the only ones they care about are the women. Uh, one one of which, of course, as you mentioned, is uh, oh, what's her face? The one that Belle fell in love with. Uh, that would be uh, I. Apropos of nothing. Cool. So uh, so she's she's there, right? Uh, a Loki also. Uh, it's Lady Loki, which I was like, oh, is there some mythology I don't understand? I mean, I'm I'm sure that Loki has played around and d done some gender bending. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but in in most depictions, it's masculine. Uh, no, as it turns out, uh, later on we get introduced to Hephaestus, who I mentioned in part one, right? Yeah, uh, yes, I you did. Talking you, about you, the gods. You very much did Big, mention ugly, Hephaestus. Big, bulky, ugly motherfucker with a limp leg, right? Who'll, who'll craft you the best of swords. Uh, no, actually now he is uh, a, a nice, well-endowed, beautiful woman. Um, no, no limp or anything, uh, though she does have an eye patch. 
so they're they're just all goddesses. They're just all goddesses. Well, not all. Um, they, they, we we see we see some men in like the gods' getaway. I don't know if they're servants or if they're just irrelevant gods. I don't know. But every single divinity we've seen are all just oh look, it's a beautiful woman. Wow, and that's it. Which uh, if if you weren't convinced that this is a harem anime, th- th- this is your confirmation for that. Um, I mean, I never told you it wasn't so, yeah. a harem anime. <laughs> I, uh. I specifically never said it wasn't. Oh, it, 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 it hurts. It hurts. Um, so, uh, there, there's this, like, insanely forced conversation. Uh, like, I cannot emphasize how bad the script is for this bit. Because one of the people in, in Loki's familia, uh, it's a guy. He's like, hey, I, uh, you, tell, tell your story again. You know, the one about the really pathetic kid. You know, the kid who you would never want to fuck. You'd rather fuck me, wouldn't you? Because that kid is just so pathetic, isn't he? God, that guy is terrible. Think about it, I. You'd much rather want to fuck me than him, wouldn't you? Uh, and then Bell, who, who's sitting just like two rows over, he, he runs out in, in tears, uh, emotionally distraught at this very forced and awkward as fuck conversation. It, uh, to be fair, if that conversation was oh happening next God. to me, I might run out in tears too. Uh, <laughs> but for different reasons. Straight up, I, I would compare some of this dialogue to, to genuine porn dialogue. Where it's like, what what's happening here? It's so if like if you were trying to watch it for the story, that is clearly not the point here. Um, I don't know why they're pretending in moments like these. It's just so forced and awkward. It's so bad. Um, so Bell goes, does more fighting, does more leveling up and whatnot. He comes back to Hestia, who takes care of him. He's still bleeding. Uh, apparently, in this world, Bell has been bloody twice. And blood never dries in this world, apparently. You you can clean it off, but even hours after a fight, it will still be uh, dripping wet at all times. Uh, which, okay, sure. Also, in, in Hestia and Belle's house, um, so the whole world, it, it's medieval style, except for a couch that's just from the 1980s that they have. Um, <laughs> well, we don't want, we don't want which, to be which... too, too, like, <laughs> gauche, you know? You gotta... <laughs> You gotta have a little something uh, to mix up the world. You got—it's a fantasy world, Rem. It can't just be the exact same thing we've seen. Oh, wait, wait times. till wait till I tell you about their magical English. Not—not uh, not their magical spoken English. No, there are moments of that. That's fine. That happens in anime. Um, but on anything that's written down, you will have what's supposed to look like a bit magical, maybe like like ooh, like Tolkien Elvish or something like that. Uh, but it's closer to leet speak where you just modify some of the characters to look like the character, but a bit weird. Why? Why? Well, well man, if you're going to be, it's if you're so going to be a caster, if you're going to be a caster, you have to at least be an elite Haxor as well. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, uh, so yeah, it, it hurts me deeply. That's episode one. There's four more left to discuss. Uh, and look, I could, man, I could I fast to make forward. sure you got a good impression of the series. I fucking hate you. I could fast forward. I could. I could. Uh, but but I've, I've written so much. I'm going to go through it all. I'm going to fucking go through it all. And you all, you you made this decision. You all knew what you signed up for by listening to this episode. Uh, so 
episode two, we opened Hestia. It's like, oh, I gotta leave uh, for a few days because there's a little god's getaway, right? Um, so she goes to this, or I guess goddess getaway. Uh, so she goes to the goddess getaway, right? Um, and she's quickly met by Loki. And then they have a conversation. Oh, they, they really argue. Uh, you know what they are, their argument is about, Sean? Oh, something very interesting and relative to the lore of the world, right? Well, I mean, they, they are goddesses. They're some of the most important beings in the entire universe. So, of course, they, they have an argument because Hestia is small with big boobs and Loki is tall with little boobs. Uh, this will be an ongoing theme where anytime Hestia has, like, a scene away from Belle and others interact with her, it's always like, hello, Hestia, wow, those boobs, and then Hestia will be like, yes, and your boobs as well, uh, because that's how women talk, you know, every time they initiate a conversation, they have to acknowledge the other one's breasts, uh, that, that's just completely natural dialogue right there. I mean, how else are you supposed to keep the conversation titillating, Rem? Ha, of course. Uh, so, Hestia, she goes to sexy Hephaestus and is like, Hey, um, I I need a knife for for my my boy. Can you make me one? And it's like, vague payment. It's like, cool, all right, I'll make one just for you. Um, the whole scene with the goddesses is so bad like i would have preferred the standard shown in like this is this character here's a brief description of what they do here's this character that's what they do this is their thing over here all right now you know them all sort of like i i would have preferred that and i hate that uh but but she she ends up getting a sword from hephaestus right no no uh, no it's a knife it don't oh, give I'm him sorry. the oh, credit oh. of a sword look well, do you think that little white rabbit timid protagonist could hold a sword? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so she gets him a knife. Uh, meanwhile, Belle, uh, he's been flirting with one of the maids at the cafe. Uh, some of the other maids are like, oh, she left her purse. Can you find her and give her her purse back? Then uh, they're also like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's a thing called Monsterphilia. It's a gladiator battle, but with monsters. All right, cool. There you go. Off, off you go. Have fun. Um, we, we see that there's some evil goddess who's watching Belle and wants something that we don't know yet. So she goes and she's like, all right, I'm going to unleash a gorilla with laser eyes. And so she does. Uh, meanwhile, oh, man, I didn't know we were getting a sneak preview of the latest Kong to Godzilla flick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so meanwhile, Hestia wants to give Belle uh, a new, her, the, the new knife, right? Uh, and so they go on a little date, a little get together because Hestia wants nothing more than to get on this boy's dick. Um, though I will say they have a better dynamic than like the vast majority of Isekai. Like, don't get me wrong. 85% of the time, their relationship is shitty and underwhelming and awkward and poorly written. But there's like 15% of the time where I'm like, oh, hey, I can almost see something here, which is 15% more than like any other bullshitty Sekai. So I guess they get points. You want to know, unironically, the, the best character and relationship building moment between them in the five episodes we've seen. What is that, Rem? Uh, I mean this sincerely, uh, but it will not sound sincere. Uh, in, in the intro, in the intro, it has them waking up and there's a bit where they are brushing their teeth and dancing together. And that's the moment. That single moment is the best character and relationship building of the show thus far. Um, in a normal show, it would have just been a nice little, oh yeah, cool. It's part of the intro. 
Uh, but in this one, it, it's it's one of the best character moments. So uh, enjoy that one. That's also one of my two good things. So. Oh, okay, cool. Just check, <laughs> just dropping that one uh, part way check in pretty early on, on really. List. So, uh, Cyber Gorilla, he's free. He starts rampaging. He's after Hestia and Bell, right? So, so they start, uh, attacking. Um, they're, 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 it's coming after. And Bell tries to fight the gorilla, but breaks his knives. Uh, now some of you might be thinking, well, didn't Hestia get him a new knife? Uh, and you might think, well, maybe she left it somewhere and was planning on, like, giving it to him at the end. No, she has been holding on to this knife around her this whole time. Uh, and she sees him struggling. They start running away, right? She doesn't mention it. At one point, he somehow locks her up in a, in a caged alley that she immediately escapes from. They play it off like, oh, I'm, I have to protect you. Don't worry, I'll be okay. And she's like, oh, don't do it. Oh no, let me out of here. Uh, and then like the next scene, she she just like went out the other side and came back and and that that was it. Uh, it it's really bad. Uh, we we get to episode three. We we get a little backstory talking about like his grandpa died and then no familia would accept him. All the goddesses were like, fuck you. But granted, we also hear some male voices, so it does seem like there are gods. There are gods. I don't there know. There are it's gods. Then what the fuck? There are gods. Then why is Hephaestus a girl? Like, Loki, I can almost accept. Loki, like, okay, gender-bending Loki. That one, I, I can give a pass to that. Uh, Hephaestus? <laughs> Hephaestus? Hey, man, hey, man. I just think that it's time that Hephaestus got some waifu status. Is that so wrong? And then they have to be like, oh, also, Hephaestus, sexy, no limp. There you go. It's like, no, no. If you if you turn Hephaestus into a woman, they can be charming, but they should not be physically attractive. That's not the Hephaestus I know and love. All right. Hashtag not my Hephaestus. So, uh, we, we get that backstory and Hestia is the only one who accepted him. Uh, this is where also Hestia, she escapes immediately. Um, she gets back to Bell, uh, who's now broken both of his knives and it's just like, oh, what, what's he do now? Um, they, they run away. They, they get behind a fake wall, uh, and hide for a second, right? And, uh, she still has not mentioned it. And he's like, oh, I don't know what sh we should do. Uh, and now finally, after he has tried battling the creature repeatedly and after they have run repeatedly, she's like, hey, I wanted to give you this OP as fuck night. Um, and it's like, yeah, about fucking time. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> like, like Sean, if, if you and I are in a zombie apocalypse, right? Yep. And, and somehow, because this is a fantasy, I'm, I'm a very good shot. Like I am a great fucking marksman. <laughs> uh, I like how but, you don't try to hide the fact that you have little to no experience with that kind of oh, thing. Oh God. In actuality, I'd be terrible, but let's pretend I am amazing at it, Sean. Right. And, and you have just provided me a, a brand new gun, high quality. It's going to obliterate those zombos. Uh, and my guns, they've broken. We are being chased by zombies. I've almost sacrificed my life and locked you up just to go fight the zombies myself. It's been intense. Uh, and then after all of this, you're like, hey, here's a gun to fight the zombies. It's like, why the fuck did you give that to me earlier? I could have died. You could have died. What the fuck, dumbass? 
Well, I just wanted it to be a bit more of an emotional impact, you know? <laughs> I don't give a shit about the emotional <laughs> impact. Our lives are on the line. I just, you know, I just kind of wanted to, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, you understand how much I care about you. And I wanted it to be a present that's not even properly wrapped. I mean... <laughs> It's so bad. So uh, he gets the knife and he fights. He he fights a uh, little little laser eye King Kong. Uh, easily wins, no problem. Um, it helped that in earlier in one of the fights when when King Kong could have killed Bell, it just like breathed in his face for twenty seconds. The equivalent of a of a gorilla villain monologue, I assume. Mm. Um, so uh, right at that moment, Hestia, she's just so exhausted, so she faints. Uh, which really worries Bell. Oh, but before that, right after he easily defeats the gorilla, right? Mm -hmm. They do this in sort of like an empty, um, not like apartment square, not a town square, but just an apartment square, right? Right. Um, it's completely empty. Everyone's gone. Maybe to the gladiator battles that are also going on at this time. Um, but I, I'm not fucking with you. The literal moment that he kills the gorilla, we do a cut and it's not like, oh, time has passed. No, this is like the immediate moment after. The whole square is filled with people. People are in their balconies. They're all applauding and cheering out the ass. Oh my God. It, it's a literally, and then everybody clapped and they weren't even there in the first place. Like you, you could have had them there before or you just don't have everyone clap. It's the stupidest. Oh, Remington, I, I feel He's like you just- supposed to be the hero. Rem, I feel like you just didn't pass your original perception check. That's all. Oh, oh! They, they were all there. They were just in camo. Yes. They were just being real sneaky. Yep. It was so fucking dumb. Uh, so uh, we, we we continue on where there's a little chat. Uh, Hestia, she she goes to the inn to sleep a little bit. Uh, we we meet the maid that's crushing on Belle, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so fucking wet after seeing you in that gorilla battle." Um, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, thanks." He goes and he chats with Hestia about the knife, and and that's that. There we go. Um, we also get a little uh, end scene alluding to what's to come about. Uh, I, I have no idea who she is, so I called her Dobby because she reminds me of a house elf. She's real small, and she's a carrier <laughs> mule. Um, okay, all right, cool, great, fantastic. And that's... And so we have that. Cool. Episode four. We're getting there. The penultimate episode that we saw. Oh, dear God, we're getting close. Uh, we, we see that Bell, he gets... Uh, level seven clearance to fight baddies but oh he needs armor so the nerdy girl who we saw at the very beginning um sh she's like oh let's go shopping together um and now we get to the second good thing um so this girl uh i don't know her name if you want to share her name i have no fucking clue she's the nerdy girl <laughs> i mean i'm trying to remember her name off the top of my brain uh <laughs> Oh, uh, Aina, I believe. Aina, cool. So Aina, um, they 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 go shopping together, right? And at first they visit Hephaestus's shop, which is just super expensive and lavish. But then they're like, yeah. And then up here, uh, you have a bunch of novice blacksmiths. It's basically like thrift shopping. And I love the idea of like an equip equipment thrift thrift shopping where it's like oh there's some really good finds here and there but either way you should be able to find something you can afford like that's real neat i like that idea uh so that's the second good thing that's it that's oh okay <laughs> um so wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> there are two, there are two good, good things. things to clarify yes they are 
in the intro, I like the moment that they are brushing their teeth together, and then I like the idea of thrift shopping for equipment, and that's it. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's, I'm sure the fans cool. of this show are going to love that. <laughs> I mean, I guess like one one sort of good thing is that this show, it's the main character is more emotionally sincere than many other isekai. And to that level, uh, to a certain degree, so is Hestia. She's a more emotionally sincere version of like a sort of tsundere. She's like half tsundere. Um, now, emotional sincerity, it works it can work very well, and it's refreshing either way, but it does end up being pretty cringy and awkward in its execution here. Um, but I appreciate the attempt on that one. So, like, maybe two and a half good thing. Well, hey, that's more than one we started, so maybe we're looking at Maybe this is where the positive part of the review really kicks off. Uh, so they, they go shopping. Uh, he gets a breastplate, which is actually, as it turns out, an entire thing of armor. Yeah, um, which hmm, they don't really, uh, which they is, don't really showcase that. <laughs> it literally does yeah. just look like a metal plate, like something that you could eat, it's, you know, some curry out of. Yeah, it's an elaborately shaped metal bowl that goes on his chest, but he buys it and then he has an entire outfit. Okay. Uh, he gets a gift from Anne. Uh, and it should be mentioned, he's been getting gifts out the ass from all the girls who want to fuck him. Like, he is lucky so many girls want to hop on that dick. They are giving him the world. Uh, so as he's, uh, wandering about, right, uh, he sees the, he sees Dobby that we talked about earlier. A very, very small girl <laughs> okay, with a very okay. big pack. Her name is Lili Ruka. Yeah, so Dobby on that one, brother. Uh, so, so Dobby, uh, the the guy we saw her with, treating her poorly. Now he is trying to like straight up murder her. Uh, he goes to to cut her into pieces, but he is stopped by Belle, our very noble protagonist. And the the dickwad is like, "Hey, why are you trying to protect her? You have no business here." And do you want to know why Belle decided to step in oh so nobly and protect this young girl, Sean? Oh, it's got to be a really answer, good, good, strong protagonist reason, I'm sure. Oh yes, he explains because she's a girl. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. If it was little Timmy, if it was poor little orphan Timmy, I would have let the fucker get stabbed and died. <laughs> uh, he would have suffered. If it was old man Jenkins, oh no, he can get fucked. Uh, if if it was if it was. Uh, inappropriate Joey Wheeler. Hey, Yooks, here I am, Dobby. Uh, then would have killed him in a heartbeat. But because it was a girl, that's the only reason I stepped in. That's it. Hmm, that seems like uh, kind of a bad reason. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's... It sort of makes it feel less like noble and more very prototypical white knight bullshit. Uh, let, let me say this to everyone, right? Being kind and chivalrous to women is a good thing. If you are only kind and chivalrous to women uh, you and you treat men like shit, uh, especially if it's in the hopes that eventually you will be with those women, um, you're not a good person. You're an asshole uh, and... You need to you need to rethink your priorities a little bit. All right, uh, that that's the that's the distinction. Uh, so yeah, real bad reason, just real weird thing. Uh, Dobby, she she leaves. 
but uh, we we see her show up when when Bell is going on his adventure with all his new armor, and she's like, "Hey, do you need a supporter? What what do supporters do? As far as we know, they just pick up the like experience gems. That's all we've seen them do. They they hold the loot, and so he's like, "Sure," and he touches her ears, and then she's like, "Oh my God, a man touching me in my special place." <laughs> Man, animal girls can just get the fuck out of here. Hey, I, hey. Here's the, the, I have never seen an anime anime animal girl who wasn't hypersexualized and who either is like, oh, look at me, I'm the little sister you want to fuck, or hey, look at me, I'm the big sister you want to fuck. It's always the sister you want to fuck. That's always the nature of anime. Uh, but I, I've never seen a non-sexualized anime girl, except like with, with like one exception. One exception I'm allowing mm-hmm. is that one dragon girl from Dragon Maid. Oh, Kana? I assume. The little tiny one? Yeah, like that one is like the one exception out of any of them. Literally every other one. I don't know why. Like you could have cat people be actual characters for once. Oh no, no, no. They're just there for the weeb fetish. That's all they exist for. It's like, come the fuck on, dude. Well, I mean, (sighs) I I can think of a few that we need to watch now just for that one and a couple that we need to revisit because there are some shows that we've covered that have cat folk in them that aren't just uh, sex bait. I, I, I think the only way that we would see that is if it was like all cat people or a tribe of cat people where it would be ridiculous to make all of them want to fuck, right? But I want to see just like a one-off character. Like they're all like, oh, look, animal people. They're so rare and exotic, right? So, okay, okay. Have them be rare. Go ahead. Let them be rare, but let them be fucking normal for once. Jesus. I mean, uh, I still like my cat ear girls, but that's 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 just uh that's neither here nor there, Rem. We should move on from the subject before I dig myself a further hole. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, he goes on an adventure with Dobby, right? And Dobby, uh, there's some very unsettled foreshadowing that Dobby wants to steal the the knife, right? Very unsettled. She's just staring at the knife being like, huh, that's a nice knife you got there. So, they get back and he's like, oh, where did my knife go? Uh, fortunately, one of the maids finds Dobby and is like, hey, give back the knife. And so they get the knife back and give it to him. And they're, okay, there we are. Um, You can also very much tell the direction they're going with because Belle, he like gives her, he splits the money completely evenly, 50-50. Later on, he makes her a sandwich and gives it to her. He allows her to have reasonable days off, right? Um, And the, the what they're going for is, wow, you are the first person to ever show me any amount of kindness or human decency or courtesy ever i guess i'll just suddenly be a good person now that's what they're setting up for um which once again not subtle uh though if if you want an interesting reading then hey maybe it's just talking about the abuses of capitalism and how exceptions to it are very rare maybe who knows that that could be fun uh i'd like that anime that'd be an interesting anime it could be a thoughtful anime just give me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just just give me Karl Marx as a waifu. That's all I'm asking oh, here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can pull Karl Marx out, but I feel like I, I, I've i seen anime with very similar concepts. <laughs> oh, God. Look, that, man, that I'm just would, saying, everybody should ride. have the right to be a waifu. That's all. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, th- then we just get a little bit where the, the evil goddess... 
He's watching, and she looks at a book that's modern magic that even a goblin can read. Uh, but it's, like, supposed to be an intense moment when she's looking at that book. So that's a choice. Um, then we get finally to episode five. Here we are, the final episode that we saw. Episode motherfucking five. Uh, we start out with drunk, jealous Hestia. She's drinking. She's, she's like, oh, Bell is cheating on me. He's interacting with another female oh god um which you know annoying and bullshit and i hate this dynamic but whatever uh then uh bell she gets home she wakes up with a bit of a hangover and bell's like hey i have money uh we should go somewhere sometime and she's like oh my god a date let's do it today so she goes to a, a goddess sauna i think it's a goddess sauna um and are you so just then, assuming that anything that hestia does is goddess related well Immediately, as she's there chilling in the pool, uh, all naked because gotta get that fan service in. Um, and uh, Demeter, or Demi Demeter, depends how you wanna pronounce it. Uh, Demeter, she shows up and is like, Hey, Hestia, very nice tits you have. And Hestia's like, You also have very large tits. Um, that, that's not a joke. That That is how they initiate the conversation. Um, so then, uh, Hestia's like, yeah, I'm going on a date later. And then all of the other women are like, oh my God, Hestia's going on a date for once. Isn't that crazy? She's never been with anybody before. No guy would ever even look at her. Which, like, for some cases, that would make sense. But you're telling me a big-titted lolly, you're telling me no one is interested in that? By the fact that she's on this show to be fan service... You can't have that. You can't have a character that exists for fan service and then pretend like, oh, wow, it's so surprising they were able to find a guy. It's like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> what What are you doing? It, it's like play. It's like if you if you cast a, an extremely attractive actress as like a slightly frumpy girl and all you've done is give her glasses and you're like, wow, look at her. She's definitely not attractive anymore. Right. Wow. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. What the fuck are you talking about? And it definitely doesn't help that Hestia is literally the one thing that everybody loves and remembers from the show. Like, it, it just doesn't match the narrative that they're trying to tell. It's so dumb. So they try to have a date, but the whole day, all of these women slash goddesses are just chasing them all around and like shoving Belle's face into their titties. And eventually they're able to escape it and they look at the city lights at night. Uh, all right, cool. Next, we get a little bit of an adventure. Um, this is where Dobby asks for a day off and he's like, yeah, cool, you have a day off, it's fine. He goes to the I mean, tavern. you could just call her oh, Lily like they do in the show, you know? It's literally the same amount of syllables. Uh, I'm all in on Dobby now, so it's a bit late for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she should have been... Oh, one second. Oh, God. She should have been memorable from the get-go, Sean. But she's got cat ears. Cat ears? Does not a good character make, Jonathan? I don't know, man. I feel like I, I, I haven't been sold on some characters in the past, but then I see the cat ears, <laughs> and then I'm... That's it. Oh, Perfect. God. That's just what I was missing. So, uh, he goes to the tavern, and they're like, Oh, some, some mysterious individual left... Uh, left this this totally ordinary book for you, and it's the modern magic book. So he goes home and he reads it, and suddenly he wakes up and he can finally do magic. Uh, and so he goes on a little adventure and does magic. Uh, but he 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 oh he he's so exhausted he passes out in the middle of the cave. Uh, fortunately, uh, I I what's her name? Uh, yes, Eyes Wallenstein. If you want to cool. go full German on it. So, uh, she shows up, right, and she was just in a very gnarly fight. You can tell 
because her outfit has exactly one tear on it and it's right below her boob so you can see some under boob um no there's not a cut on her boob itself no that this was precise these monsters look you gotta um, you gotta give the monsters credit for trying to in their last uh death throw so try and at least <laughs> do a little something something for everybody oh, else you know God. think of it as repentance for the monsters so uh he he's healed by her he wakes up and then he he runs they try to do this like lol random like he rolls away as if he's an armadillo which like maybe could have been good but this show has not been funny up till now so that also did not work <laughs> Uh, and then we end the episode with an illusion that Dobby is rich and the people of her familia want to take all of her money. But she still wants to just steal the knife. And that's that. So you're saying pretty accurate representation of the Greek god and goddesses, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you are the type of person who on any isekai we've covered been like, oh man, that sounds great. Or like you've watched any isekai and been like, I really like isekai. You'll like this one. It's the exact same as all the others. Like, very few changes to the formula here. It's but, the same fucking bullshit. But Remington, it's not an isekai. We've been oh, yes. over to this. They just, they just level up and get their stat points and get skills and abilities and have a goddamn HUD. <laughs> they have a user interface on their fucking magic. Uh, yeah, so yeah, technically not an isekai, but also... Obviously an isekai. Or just somebody who doesn't understand how to make a good magic system, but hey, what do I know? It's not like I love talking about magic systems and can talk about them for little uh, literal hours or anything. Oh, we got to figure out some world building. How, how do we figure out our world building and magic systems? What if it was like a video game? All right, you know, that's been done before, but how can we change it? Nah, don't change it. Just like a video game. <laughs> Sit. And then it gets okayed by anime studios dozens of times. Because it prints fucking money. Well, that's JC staff for you. Um, this show, it, it hurt me because it's the same old bullshit. And I don't know, dude, I, I, want, I want some feedback from the listeners. Do you enjoy these episodes anymore? Like, <laughs> sure, I harp on the specific details of how fucking awful it is. And dear God, Hephaestus, that was... Uh, uh, that threw me for a loop. But come on, it's the same old shit. How, how many more times do I have to critique the same old power fantasy nonsense that you get in every isekai ever? Like, it's not interesting. It's not new. It's not fun. It's just pain. <laughs> but, but Remington, have you seen that Hestia though? What a character design. What character design? You can also tell that there's a very specific outfit style that the creators really like on women uh because multiple of them have it and it's all the same impractical modern design uh the it, it's uh, a sweater sleeveless s sleeveless I, i'm gonna call it a sweater but it's like not at all sleeveless cloth that covers your front and the only part of the back that it covers is the neck up top and your butt and that's it oh so uh, a virgin killer sweater uh, yeah, yeah. And also, all of the women have intense wedgies at all times. Uh, for all of the women, the fabric of whatever they are wearing is so far up their ass. Uh, it, it, it's astonishing. There are well, I mean, bold fashion choices here. But I mean, Rem, there's so little fabric. If they didn't do it, it would probably just, the whole thing would just probably ding dang fall right off, wouldn't it? <laughs> It's, I mean, why else do you think that ribbon is there? Oh, but of course, the very important ribbon. 
Uh, yeah, so th this show, if if you like SAO, you'll like this. That's it. It's it's a really simple one to one formula. Like it doesn't do anything new. If you don't like those kinds of shows, you won't like this one. If you like those kinds of shows, you will like this one. I genuinely think that there's no differentiation in the people who would like like that's it. I don't know. I I'm gonna give Dan Machi some credit and say that it's definitely better than SAO, but that's not exactly a high is bar it? to. It's not a high bar to really clear there, is it? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I still remember Hestia, and that, and she existed, you know, six years ago, like in the. I, I will process, say, so. I I prefer the sincere bland bitch to the edgy bland bitch. So for that reason alone, I guess I'll put it above Sao. But they're pretty fucking close. <laughs> if you had to shake a guess, Rem, what do you think uh, this anime's first oh, season's no. rated it on Mal? Oh no! It, it it hits the formula so well. It's got to be like seven point seven five. That your final answer? Yep. Uh, you actually put it a little high, Rem. Oh, thank God. Uh, it's sitting at a 7.63 with about 670,000 users on it. Still way higher than it deserves. I don't know, man, but have you seen the anime titty? God. Look, oh. man, there's, there are some universal laws at work here, and I'll tell you right now, uh, Hestia is definitely applying all those laws to the best of her ability. Uh, but with that... Any chance you'd like to sit down and watch some more Don Machi with me, Rem? It, it, it's just the, the same as watching any other Isekai. We're going to watch more Isekai, Sean. It's going to happen. So, and, and the next one we watch, it'll have a different name, but it'll be the same show. That's it, how it always goes. No, it we, won't, With Rem. all these Isekai, they're one show with a bunch of different short novel titles. Light novel titles, but... Uh, and it won't, Rem. It won't, because the next Isekai we uh, watch will probably actually be any. Isekai, whereas this one clearly isn't. Oh, of course not. <laughs> well, and with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed Rem living through the same nightmare over and over and over again, then please uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, where you can leave us a review. Uh, it really helps us a lot. It's hard to explain why, but just trust us when we say we love and appreciate and read every single one. It, it's uh, not hard to explain why. It gets more eyes and ears on the podcast. Uh, it grows our audience, and that helps us survive. So, <laughs> But if I tell them that, then they're going to think that we're, uh, you know, disingenuous or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm no, trying to play the sympathy card here. No, here, two things. One, we like having an audience because that makes it more rewarding to create this Building an audience, you guys get to interact with each other, and that's more meaningful. Uh, you get to spread the word about something you hopefully like. And then the secondary benefit, uh, some people will go to the Patreon support us that way, and that's really awesome. You guys don't have to, but when you do, it's really genuinely helpful to us. Yes, and if you'd like to support that Patreon, uh, you can head on over to Anime Out of Contact. Uh, wait a minute, that's not right. You can head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash anime out of context. Uh, where you'll be able to gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content, including having the opportunity to have Rem read your name aloud on the show. And Rem, who are we thanking this week? Well, I would just like to send our appreciation out to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls. Uh, but we're going to move on to the Yandere waifus. 
Um, which I I should mention, there's so many names to read now. We we have passed the benchmark. Some of you, uh, one of our early benchmarks was me ranking all Pokemon based on fuckability. It is coming. Uh, I would say within the next month and a half. Oh god, uh, you're making promises again, Rem. That's dangerous. And I'm great at it. Uh, so expect that. Uh, but nonetheless, Yandere waifus on that list we have Reverse Kizmo Kizmo, Redneck Weeb, Kitty, Yuliana, that guy who that makes you say fuck on your podcast. Snap snips. Sean Oni Shan Bit late for that, bud. Uh Sean, but like French Sean. Evangelion is trash, get over it. Whoo! Scoopy loopy boopy oop doopy hoopy goopy oopy. Sarah Birch. Salty Pretzel. Sequoia Fay. Remington is not a man of culture, Foxen Boy. Remington Merrill. Rem, listen to me. If the words redo of healer comes out of Sean's mouth, it's April Fools. Take over the episode. Good advice. Uh, I'll trust you, even though I don't know what's going on. Ready to be isekai'd. Put out merch already. I want reasons to give you money. Nick Harvey. Mary, Nikki, and their time books. Uh, Mahu no Pug Tears. Lonely Geek 23. Kyle Welsh. Kazu Morocco. Just make Vampire It's GW. I'll buy seven Necrofex Colossi. Jax. Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid. Ichigo Simp 015. Hwood. Hey, Remington, if a phoenix had to date something, what would make the best partner out of a reaper, shark, detective, or a wholesome? Um, if a phoenix? Um, I'm gonna say, I, I don't think a reaper or a shark would, would work well. There's just too much chaos there. Uh, so either detective or wholesome. Uh, Hanekawa, Glenn Michael Dolan, Ghostly Bishi, Farmer, what rock group has four men that don't sing Mount Rushmore, Weeb? Oh, God. Doc, Devin McCutcheon, <laughs> Darth Pikachu, Dark Swarm 713, Danny Morabito, Cynical Witch, Cheese Monkey, Ariel Bird, Apostle of the Church of Remington, Andrew Sinclair, Andrew Rowicki, Elise Howard, and Alexander Nasiensenyo. Thank every single one of you. I, I will also say, Rem, uh, you're going to get some people mad at you for uh, the decision you made, but that's fine. It's okay. It's like... It's okay. It's fine. It's just another obscure VTuber reference. Don't worry about it. Uh, a phoenix is already fiery. It has an aggressive personality, but also a noble one. It won't work with the shark that's pure aggression or the reaper that's aggression plus darkness. Like, it needs to chill out, which is why I'm going either wholesome and detective. I, those are the best combos. Fuck y'all. Glory to Takamori. Anyway, continue. <laughs> then we reach uh, our next tier. It is the boy wizard Elijah Wood. Boy, it's a Harry Potter tier over at Hogwarts. Uh, and and now everyone is going to get their own uh, their own fantasy name. Their own wizard name is, is what everyone's going to get. Oh. Uh, so, the Brown Mamba, I, I now give you Breeze Mandrake. That's a great fucking that's a, name. That's a, that's uh, then we have Spicy Log Horizon is one of the best written isekai. Use the BS rule. Hot take. You are going to get Leaf Passel. <laughs> that <laughs> that one's not so good. That one. <laughs> Sorry there, maybe, Leaf. Maybe if you're an elf, but I don't know. <laughs> Rare Watashi Nitenshi Gamori... Mayorita is the cutest show ever of all time, Kumiko. You are going to get Indigo Grouse. <laughs> That's like a detective <laughs> in a really bad detective novel. Uh, Pilkster, the Symphogear Advocate, you're going to get Frankie Oleander. Uh, you know what? Miguel... I, I could dig that. That's like a conjuration, a like chef wizard. I dig that. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Delion, you are going to get Tanner Littletree. MT the Poet, you are going to get... Morgan Elderberry. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Lollicon John, the fourth of cell block B. 
Oh boy, you are Oof. going to get a uh, fern snake bark. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love uh, that one. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I'm writing that one down too. This is great. Uh, I call Bone Drew Daddy. You're going to get uh, Mesa Gooseberry. Lots of berries here. Uh, Enrique Perez Torres. You are going to get Almond Waddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Delina Perez, you are going to get uh, Petra Foxglove. Okay, okay. I, I can get behind Petra Foxglove. <laughs> it, 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 it's very green themed, I'm noticing, so I can't help but give uh, dedicated sadist Geranium Pine Needle. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure this is a wizard name generator and not like a druid or flower boy generator? God, that's really good. All right, um, now we reach our highest tier, Chef and Omusco tier. Uh, and and Sean, this one, uh, we're we're gonna, I'm gonna need a little bit of collaboration because right now everybody on the on the Chef and Omusco tier, they are getting an inappropriate Joey Wheeler uh impression. You're gonna you're gonna give me a character, can be any type of character, and I will do uh my inappropriate Joey Wheeler on that Mama Jamma. So first we have Silicon Spectre. What character, Sean? Uh, let's go with um. Uh, Samwise Gamgee. I, I feel, didn't we? Didn't we already joke about that one? Oh, I feel like we? we've joked. We I must, feel like we we must have. Okay, because I vaguely remember inappropriate Joey Wheeler being like, "Hey, Yooks, we gotta put the ring in the lava," or something like that. I I think you might you might be correct on that one. Okay, then uh, let's go with uh uh let's go with Gandalf the Grey then. <laughs> He's still very much in Lord of the Rings. Look, man, <laughs> it's one of those days. Hey, Yooks, you're not gonna be able to pass over here, no siree. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst one. <laughs> uh, Zachary Shirley was referencing what you thought I was referencing, and I subscribed. What, what should uh, Zachary Shirley Shirley get? Uh, Shirley, uh, Zachary Shirley, shall endure the bad Joey Wheeler impression version of <laughs> of Barack Obama. <laughs> Hey, Yooks, we're not a red America or blue America. I activate my United States of America. <laughs> this, this is so dumb. <laughs> All right. Next up is a Moto Aigao Uwu Remy Oni Champ Oh, God. Oh, God. They're going to get, uh, they're going to get Darth Vader. Now, uh, I could just go for the obvious one. Uh, so I will. Hey, Yooks, I'm your daddy. <laughs> Spin me all along, Yooks. Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Last but not least, we have controversial opinion. Phil was cute and also kind of unsettling. I get that. I understand. Uh, I'm going to regret this one. Uh, but bad Joey Wheeler impression of Sean. <laughs> Hey, Yooks, my name is Sean Ross. Okay, all right. Oh, you can't break the formula at the last second, you piece of shit. <laughs> Welcome to Anime Out of Context. Oh, God, my donkey marker is so sticky. <sighs> I regretted that way more than I thought I would. I thought it would be a nice little cap-off joke, but no, no, instead. Instead, it was nothing but pain. Finish the rest of your goddamn statement, or else I'm going to come over there myself, damn it. You don't live far enough away from me to not be able to drive over there and kick your fucking ass, God damn it. Joey Wheeler does a great Sean impression. Uh, oh, if you would mm. like to contact us directly, whether it's for a common question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeCodPod on Twitter or send an email over on to anime 
outofcontext at gmail.com. Don't mind me. I'm just shifting around the order of what anime we're watching next. (laughs) Either way, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, don't fuck your sister. No, the only time that's good is if it's for comedic value, and I feel like the comedic value of me slurping up the old pussy is gonna wear out real quick.